What is going on, everyone? This is episode 57 of the Attack of Zero podcast. As always, I'm your host, Carter Noble, joined by our fantastic co-host, Carl Wilkin. Carl, what's going on today, man? It sounds like Watsi heard our pleas for content because we had two players tours and an SCG Open and technically two GPs on top of all of that this weekend to talk about. Plus classics, like it... It, last week we were struggling to find what we were going to talk about, and this week we have so much content we're not going to be able to cover everything. Exactly. It's it's crazy. I, I didn't even know there was GPs until I was starting to pull up lists. I'm like, wait, hold on. I have I have multiple lists from Brussels and Nagoya. What's going on here? <laughs> so yeah. So yeah, we're we got a lot, yeah. a lot. Uh, um. So we're basically just going to jump right in this week try to cover as much as we possibly can um we're going to start right on with the uh with the team constructed tournament from richmond yep yes so i'm like i had the list pulled up but i don't have what what uh city they're in um so congrats to Ely cassis cory baumeister and pete ingram on their on their win this past weekend um, Ely ended up playing Demir Wurza. Mm-hmm. Corey played Azorius Control and Standard, and then Pete ended up playing Demir Inverter, um, which we are probably going to talk about a lot today because it's everywhere. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of copies of the um, Just Just quick number crunching here. We have five from Nagoya. Um, Canister had a place second with in Brussels with it, so that's six. There's and then just looking at the top eight the here, we have yeah eleven of the twenty four lists. You know that we're probably like, I mean we're gonna probably talk about more than that, but like of the top eight lists, it's twenty you know twenty four lists. We have eleven copies of it. Yeah, almost this almost is half. very clearly. Very clearly the best deck in Pioneer right now. Yep. Probably not long for I this don't know. I don't know if people just, quote, didn't anticipate it, and that's why I put up results, but, like, it's been everywhere on Moto, too. Yep. So, I, for for you to even say that, it's just like, well, that's not true, because people, people who have been paying attention to this format knew this was a thing. Exactly. So we we have uh, PT Phoenix this weekend, correct? Yep. I would very much anticipate a Pioneer update on Monday. Yeah, absolutely. If that. if Inverter does the same thing it did this past weekend, I very much anticipate a Pioneer update on Monday. Yep. Probably going to see Inverter Truth Band. Yeah, but I I could very I could also see Thassa's Oracle being banned, like. It, People, people have been saying this is going to be the deck that gets Dig Through Time banned, but, like, Dig is absurd in this deck. It really is, because it's it empties out your graveyard, so Inverter becomes better. Plus, it finds all zero combo pieces. But the problem is, is, like, I don't think Dig Through Time is actually a problem in this format. Yeah, and I think Dig isn't what I, I kills can you. honestly it say... It's not what kills you. I can see Watsy saying, oh, well, Dig Through Time's busted in every other format. It's clearly busted in Pioneer 2. Look at what it did. But I'm I'm really, really hoping they leave Dig Through Time alone. I think this format could actually 
thrive and survive with dick in it. I don't know. Let's uh, let's get going, man. Where do you want to start? Let's start with standard. It's the easiest cool, to cool. break down on like what's good and what's not been good. <laughs> so Corey ended up playing a four Dream Trawler, four Teferi Time Raveler, four Narset Part of Veils control deck. This seems good. Like I mean, Birth of Miletus, Elspeth Conquers Death, like. For, uh, this is actually a super super clean control list. Yeah, lots and lots of four ofs. Yep, we, the things we were talking about like last week oh, that we wanted in these decks, it's everything we wanted. We wanted Dream yeah, Trawler on the main board as a four of. We wanted Four Terry Time Raveler. It's it the your win conditions and your control pieces have narrowed, and it's actually like you're playing four ofs with these cards again, which is good. Plus, like the the big thing here is. Um, I was, I've talked to multiple people about playing standard and everything. They're just like, if you're playing blue white, you need to have early interaction. You can't rely on just your sweepers. So we see, uh, Corey iterating on that by having three glass casket here as well. Yeah. So really, really interesting thing we can do is like, you know, go glass casket, take your two drop to plus then the next turn to pick up my glass casket, shatter this guy, you know, just clean everything up. You know I have another removal spell for your next threat. Yep. Like if you if you play something bigger than what Glass Casket can handle, we have an Elspeth Conquer's death coming down too. So th- this deck seems very very solid. Yep. Um, this is what I would recommend playing in this format right now. Three fairies good. It, I mean yeah, and between like your your removal spells are all really solid against everything that the ramp deck is doing. And Dream Trawler closes the game so quickly. Speaking of ramp decks, second place list is Tamar Reclamation, which I know you were a fan of this deck, but not a fan of this build. I mean, I was never the one who really liked Tamar Rec. That was always Kyle's gimmick. He wanted to just do Niv Mizzet expansion explosion stuff, and like, you know, it's whatever, but man... I've watched a lot of standard content, and every time I see this deck get played, it just gets beat up. It just gets beat up so hard. Like, I just don't see the appeal of playing this deck. It's obviously doing something right, because it's... Well, how many lists are there? There There's one, two, three, four in the top eight. There's four of of these in the top eight. But at the same time, it's a team event. It, so and why how, didn't they not bring the blue white? It's like if they're looking for best decks, obviously the people think this is the best deck. Then, like one of the better decks. I I really could be wrong, man, but I do not think this deck is good. Like I I know it put up results here, but man, I do not think this deck is good. I, I know this is something that Crokey's has been playing a lot of, and has convinced people to play it, but I'm. I'm staying away from it. Notably, like we like, there's no Nissa anywhere. Like N- the first Nissa deck nope. is like 22nd or 23rd. That's insane, man. That's that's real crazy. the The deck that the format that was dominated by by Nissa, you know, two weeks ago is 
nowhere to be found. But at the same time, you know, the like uh, something I've I've heard someone bring up this past uh, over over the last couple of days is like in neither of the um, the PT lists. Like in the top eights, there's zero Lanoir elves, zero Elvish Mystic. Yep. She's like, well, don't you know? Draw your conclusion that those cards aren't playable anymore. The conclusion you need to draw is this inverter deck is insane. Yep. So it's it's all about like identifying what these lists what these results are actually representing. And I think I think that people have kind of figured out that these these ramp decks are actually beatable and aren't the end-all, be-all that the format thought they were two weeks ago when the format started. Yep. That being said, this Jun Sacrifice list is... I, I, I think this list is also very, very good, and I think it, it honestly got just better upgrades. Like... The, the only card we really see here is Agonizing Remorse, and I think that card's really good in this archetype. Needs I think that card's really good in the mid-range decks, period, in this format. Needs more Croxa. It has zero Croxa. It hmm. needs more Croxa. I fully agree, especially if we're doing Mayhem Devil Witches Oven, like, stuff like that, where, like, you just get incidental value for sacrificing it. Like, Corvald... Corvald plus Croxus seems real sweet together. This Dreadhorde General doesn't really need to be in the main. I, I I was actually just looking at that. I think you can cut it, and I think you can go down this Bontu. Um, you could probably find two more slots if you really tried. Uh, I don't know if you want four of the, of the card. It's just... Oh, for sure. I'm just saying, if, if you wanted to max out on it, we could, but I don't think you need to. I would treat it like how you, Jun treats Thoughtseize Inquisition. You probably play like four and three or three and three. So like three Agonizer Remorse and three Croxa is like what you want to be doing. I can see going down the Liliana, the Bwantu, and then a a single copy of Thrashing Pranadon and playing three. Yep. And depending on how three feels, you can move that number up or down. Agreed. Yeah, minus minus that, like this is just like standard Jun sacrifice that we've seen over the last what you know three four months. Mm -hmm. This deck is still really good. <laughs> it's very good. Deck is still really really good. Uh, fourth place is another Pema Reclamation deck. Uh, playing Scorching Dragonfire. I was gonna say I'm the. Uh, second place list had Gadwick's in it. Mm -hmm. and I think Gadwick is actually a very good card in this archetype if you end up playing it. Because it like just lets you have extra copies of Expansion. It basically is extra copies of every card in your deck. Yeah. And I think that is critically important if you're trying to assemble this kill. Like, if you're trying to do huge reclamations into huge explosions, like, you need to be able to draw those cards. So having extra copies of your Thassa's Intervention, and just, like, drawing your deck is good. Mm -hmm. uh, out of the top four, moving down to the fifth place list, uh, Mono Red playing Anax and Phoenix this, of Ash as their new cards. 
I mean, you're you're just an Embercleave deck. Like, that's what this deck has been doing for a while because the traditional aggro plan isn't really that good in this format. Yeah. So just going over the top of people with Embercleave is the way to do things anymore, it seems. Anax is a really, really sweet addition to this deck, though. Um, that's another card that's just like, man, that card just beats people up. Carries an Embercleave um, really well. I've I've seen people talking about playing it in the Red Black Sacrifice deck. They're just like, alright, sack my cat, get a 1-1. One, one. Bring back my cat. <laughs> drain you for 2. You know, drain you for 1. Shoot you with his Mayhem Devil twice. Just like, man, that seems like it's gonna go over real well. It's like, you get incidental fodder for your, your Priest of the Forgotten Gods, and it's just like, oh, this is sweet. And again, I have not tried this. I have no idea if it's good, but it seems like it's filling that similar role to what Chandra's doing in the list. Mm-hmm. I was about to say, this is probably a better version of Chandra, in my opinion. The deck's more creature-based. It punches really hard, too. So that's why <laughs> this thing can be a 4-3 four, four, on 3, or it turns into a 6-3 a on 4 and attacks for 6. Like... So that's actually like really it, cool. And past that, like extra copies of them. Like if you draw a second copy of Anax, it's not a dead card. Yeah. Like you can turn it into, you know, you can play it and turn it into four tokens, right? Because it's, it would. It just a four four, a uh, four three. And then yeah, state based effects says you have to sacrifice one. So yeah, it would die as a four four, and they would both trigger and make two one ones each. Yep. Like, and like, then you're sacrificing things, which triggers your mayhem devil. Yep. <laughs> this kind of seems kind of sweet the more we talk about it. Carl, I, I have a I have a plan for you this weekend. Okay. Oh, moving right along, we have another Ember Cleave deck here with Gruel Aggro, uh, Bone Crushers, Spellbreakers, Love Struck. Yeah, just punching people. Real big red this is the deck. This is the deck I was playing in Pioneer for a while, and then I found out that I can play uh, Angrath, so I've been playing Angrath. <laughs> you mean Historic? I said Pioneer, didn't yes, I? Yes, did. Yeah, Angrath is not good in Pioneer. Yeah, no, it's not. I haven't tried it, but I can I can go ahead and say I'm firmly <laughs> confident. <laughs> that Angrath is not good in Pioneer. <laughs> um... Going through, just looking at it, just like I don't see anything crazy sticking out. Uh, this, I I hate these Zertog goblins, man. You don't like three mana two twos, uh, two mana three threes. Not really, not in this deck. When your one mana spell makes like it becomes like a four power dude, it's just like, man, I've never been impressed with the the Zertog goblins in these lists. Like, granted, I was playing the, the historic version where you get access to Burning Tree, and, like, that that card is so much better than this well, card. yeah. <laughs> but, like, even even still, I was just like, I would have to find something else to play in that slot, because I don't think this card's good. I kind of want the, the fourth Paradise Druid. Um... 
I like this Akron War on the sideboard. I don't know why, but I do. This is a card I haven't actually seen a lot played. Uh, so this is four mana for a saga. One, gain control target creature as long as you control this. Two, until your next turn, creatures your opponents control attack each combat if able. And three, each tapped creature deals combat uh, deals damage to itself equal to its power. Seems okay. I'm assuming you're just bringing it in for like the creature matchup just to be like, hey, knock it off for a minute. I need to do my thing and you're kind of preventing me from doing that. Yeah. Yeah, it, it doesn't seem the worst. The My biggest problem with it is it's four mana in your aggro deck, but you go a little bigger with uh, Paradise Druids. Yeah. Uh, seventh and eighth are both Temer Reclamation decks that are fairly similar. Um, Do they both have the Gadwicks in them? I know the seventh place does. Uh, the eighth place has one. Mm. And only three expansions. It's playing Thirst for Meaning, though. Yeah, it has Thirst for Meaning, which actually seems really sweet alongside Omen of the Sea and Wilderness Reclamation. Yeah. Um, I was playing against Nexus Reclamation in Historic, and they, they played this, and I'm just like, oh, you actually have a lot of enchantments between Search Raskanta, Wilderness Reclamation, Omen of the Sea. Like, there's like 11 enchantments in your deck. That seems really powerful. Yeah. And then, like, all right, discard my wilderness reclamation. Next turn, play my Tamiyo, pick it back up. I'm like, oh, that was, that was actually a three mana draw three. <laughs> I'm like, I feel very dead. Outside. Moving, moving outside of the the top eight seems, seems like we have some more reclamation here, some more control. Uh, we got Shaheen Sarani playing blue-white to the surprise of no one. Uh, Jonathan Rossum down here in 14 playing Azorius Control. Um, got a mono-white Devotion deck down in 19th. Let's look at that for a second. Anything interesting here? Uh, no. Yeah, nothing, nothing. Oh, oh, they have a non-bow here. They have Daxos with Hushbringer. Yeah. That seems bad. Like, I guess they're just playing Hushbringer as a two mana one two. Probably. But like it also shuts off Euro, which means then it doesn't sacrifice itself. So they then get a three mana six six. Yeah, I don't know why they're playing this card. Yeah, this card's not good. I, this card was on my top uh, my top five list when we did Eldraine, and man, this card is not good. <laughs> nope. Uh, anything anything else here you're seeing then from the deck list? No, it's more mono red, more Azorius control, more Gen sacrifice. Yep. Yeah. Standard is broken down into like five or six decks now, and it's kind of just boring. We have a uh, a Rakdos sacrifice deck in twenty six. I'm looking over real quick. Nothing, nothing overly impressive. Um, they don't have Chandra or Anax, so like they don't have that steady flow of like creatures. 
Um, four claim the firstborn in the Crowan War main board. Um, two rigs Mighty Reveler, which I don't think is very good. Mm-hmm. And then like one Rankle. So I guess they're really just relying on Gutterbones, Cauldron Familiar to power up their priests. Like, they're also on zero crocs, so yeah, the more I look at this list, the less I like it. There's a reason it's down there. Yep. Um, Modern? Sure. Ah, damn it, I closed the Modern tab. Yeah, I'll get us started. Uh, Demir Wurza. <laughs> Wurza's not dead, to the surprise of no one. But, Carl, they banned Mox Opal. How is it not dead? Doctor Sword still is a thing. Alright, cool. Instead of having the loops of, like, Emery and whatnot, we just get to do stop resort things with Urza and go infinite that way. This is more reminiscent of the blue-black Tetherator builds that we used to see with stop resort before Urza was a thing. Where you're playing hand disruption, creature removal, counter spells, your combo for Thopter Foundry and Sword of the Meek, and then a spattering of artifacts that kind of just, like, do good things. Hey, did you know that Arkham's Astrolabe is a really busted card? Yeah. And should probably not be legal in any format? Uh-huh. We've already got huh. a band and, pop- and popper. We're just going to get the rest of them. <laughs> Give it time, man. I, I legitimately think, like, this card is a stain in all magic formats that it's legal in. Yep. I just, I, I think it's atrocious in Legacy, too. Like, it's too easy just to, be just clear. to like... Oh, I'll just swap my basics for snow basics. It's like, not even that. It's just like, well, I guess I'll cut an underground sea for a basic swamp. So, like, because it can also just tap for blue. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's just, like, super incidental. And, like, I, I, I just, I think it's atrocious. I think this card's a stain. Like, he plays two duels in this deck. One Sunken Hollow, one Watery Grave. The rest of the deck is fetches, two field of ruin, three mystic sanctuary, and then seven basics. Yeah. And he's still able to cast triple blue on two or three into Doctor Foundry and freaking have enough colors for engineered explosives to actually be good, even without Mox Opal still. And, you know, that's the crazy part. It's just like, Alright, tap my lands for two, and then make, like, a green off of this, and now my my engineer explosives is on three. Good luck. Yeah. And, like, even past that, it's just, like, Urza, Urza turns Mistress Bobble into Mox Opal that, like, also can cycle itself, like, and then, you know, you actually have the combo of Doctor Sword plus Urza. So, like, th- this deck seems absurd. It, it seems really good. It is. And I don't think there's any argument there. Uh, second place is Amulet Titan with our our new Dryad of the Elysian Grove plus Valakut Molten Pinnacle combo along with Field of the Dead and just Prime Time combo and this deck has just become a giant combo deck like more, more so than it already was and yeah. that's saying something like there's even more things that you have to worry about <laughs> <laughs> this random split of snow covered and non snow covered forest really messes with me, but I completely understand why when we have Field of the Dead. Yep, you just need different names. Yep, and and that seems real weird, man, but it's just like 
It comes Oops, up. Oops, I win. It comes up. Yeah. Yeah. This this deck, again, just continues to impress me and is the sole reason that if I was to play Modern, I want Blood Moon. I, I want to play a Blood Moon deck. Yeah. But, like, then you get beat up the, by this Wurza deck because they play nine basics or whatever. Yep. It's like, okay. That's why you play Blood Moon um, and you sideboard. Aaron Barrich doing, uh, like, top eighting again with this uh, Yawgmoth Golgari deck, like this Golgari Yawgmoth deck, and it's just like, the more I see this deck, man, the more I think it actually is real. I was very firm on, on my original stance of, this deck is not good, please don't play it, and, I mean, granted, Aaron is a hell of a player. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, there's a reason this deck continues to put up results. Yeah. So, when when you have as many reps with it as Aaron does, then, then I think you can actually say that this deck is good. But, I, I don't know, man. I just want this price of Yawgmoth to keep going up so I can ke- sell mine. <laughs> <laughs> so, as long as this deck keeps doing well, I'm okay with it. Yep. Uh, fourth place is Amulet Titan Part 2. It's pretty much the exact same 60. Uh, the only difference, I think, is a couple sideboard cards. I was going to say the mana base uh, looks fairly similar. I think it's 30 lands. You know, just... 30 green lands, basically. Yep. Um, I was getting ready to ask why they're playing Crumbling Vestige, and then I realized that with Amulet, like, this is Tash or 2, the turn it comes into play. Yep. <laughs> that seems really gross. Yep. Like, more importantly, it's a tap land that lets you play Amulet on 1. That actually seems really sweet. It is. Uh, yep, it's Amulet Titan. Pretty much says it all right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, fifth place is Green White Heliod Company. Absent Healing Company. Is there a Visser? There's Visser yeah, this Yeah, this deck seems really sweet. We just get to just get people. We have the, the Walking Ballista Heliod Combo. We have Spike Feeder Heliod Combo. I'm surprised to see like this zero copies of uh, like Archangel Thune just to go over the top, but I mean, in reality, you really don't need it. You don't need that one. You just you just play Anafenza plus uh, Viserseer and Kitchen Finks to just go infinite that one. Just do that that way, too. Yeah, so if Spike Feeder Heliod isn't good enough, we have another three-card combo. Like, you're going to infinite life at some point, most likely. Yep. I'm very surprised to see one giver of runes. That seems incredibly low in my creature-based combo deck. Uh, we are, this is the Accelerate version. We want to be doing Spike Feeder on two, Heliod, kill you on three or four. So having Giver runes as your one mana creatures feels incorrect. Okay, that that I can get behind. But you still want Um, access to it because you have the Toolbox card of Ranger Captain to go and find your one Giver if you need it. That's also why they're... Ranger Captain is really sweet, too, in these, like, fair... Well, quote-unquote fair decks. Like, these creature-based combo decks, I should say. Uh, that's also why they're playing Visra Seer over our new uh, sack outlet 
Low Strider. Is because yeah. it's it's hittable with your toolbox card with your ranger cap. So. Oh oh, I got a spicy one here in six. So I I, I saw Jund. I start looking at cards. And I'm like, all right, we got Bloodbraid L, Scavenging Ooze. Okay, little spicy with the season pyromancers. Got some Tarmogoyce because you know that card's just a staple in these decks. Croxa. And then you get two Crocs, the Titans, the Titan of Death's Hunger. I'm like, oh, that seems real hot. Yeah. <laughs> We're at like a six, and then we went up straight to like a nine. This card seems real sweet in this deck. Yeah. Like, who doesn't like, like Raven's Crime and Bolt? Like, yeah. And then later in the game, it becomes a six six. <laughs> this seems very good. Yeah. Like, I, I, I am sharing this real quick. You, I, oh, go on, please talk. <laughs> <laughs> Looking through the rest of it, it seems pretty stock. You got your Jun normal suite of removal. You got your normal Jun planeswalkers with Lilian Mobile and Running Six. Uh, land base seems pretty stock. Sideboard is nothing crazy i like this murderous rider as just like a recurrable like just like here's a body plus a kill spell uh, i like this pillage too yeah pillage is like incidentally very good um like the thing about modern is you need all your cards to do more than one thing so having having something that you can bring against amulet titan that deals with both like Castle Garen Break and Amulet of Vigor seems really powerful. Most like you can bring it against like the worst of decks and like blow up their astrolabes or whatever key combo piece they have going on if they have the Thopter Sword deck going. Like if they have the Thopter Sword assembled. Um granted if they have that, like just bring in your plague engineers and name Thopter and get them. Yeah. That that's another card that's just like incredibly low in value right now and I think given give it oh, oh a year and I think this card could be $15 again yep just because the demand is only going to go up for it uh, moving on to 7th place more Amulet Titan nothing too weird 8th uh, place how familiar are you with the core tapper? Oh, I love this deck. I I actually genuinely think this deck is sweet. I don't I don't think it's good, but I think it's genuinely sweet. Uh this is using core tapper to like generate a bunch of value on your astral cornucopia and your everflowing chalice. To just put counters on them to make more mana, to cast more spells, and I think you can go you can eventually go infinite with Mystic Forge Paradox Engine. Um, yes. You can eventually just cast your whole library, pretty much, and just like. Yes, blow up yes, you can. Um, eventually, like you run into problems with like Chalice for zero, but that that like Chal this deck is good when Chalice is good. Yeah. Because your core tapper can like you fluctuate what your chalices are on if you need to. Plus, like. When when you really need to, you have astro, uh, you have uh, astral cornucopia and um, ever flowing chalice to just like 
give you a billion mana, basically. Mm-hmm. So th- this deck seems really sweet. Plus, like, you know, didn't Microsynth Lattice get banned? Mm-hmm. So shouldn't card not be playable anymore? Isn't isn't that what the conclusion is that people came to? Is that Karn's no longer good? Karn doesn't really do anything is the trick now. It's just like the most Karn does is turn your Spine of Ishtar into a 7-7. Seven, seven. I mean, yeah, it's it like genuinely is like how you're winning games. Like you can cast your entire deck, but eventually you have to kill them somehow. That's what Ugin's for. And, Ugin, Ugin is what actually kills them most of the time, probably. Yeah. Um, Karn, Karn here is just, like, extra, extra pieces of whatever you need out of the sideboard. Yeah. Um, like, liquid metal coating seems really, like, it, the Karn-liquid metal coating combo is, like, essential to shut down key pieces of whatever. Um, you can go get an extra ensnaring bridge if you're against amulet, so, like, and, but, like, here's the thing is, like, ensnaring bridge isn't even all the end-all be-all against amulet anymore because, like, they have mainboard rex sages. And they can just kill you with Valakut. Yeah, Valakut's a problem. <laughs> yeah, the the fact that like the the three mana nymph is it a nymph? Yeah. Because I don't remember its name. Dryad. Okay. Dryad of a it's, Cillian Grove. <laughs> but it's not a dryad. It's a nymph. Yeah. Just to be clear, Dryad Arbor is a dryad, right? Oh. I don't pay attention to that kind of stuff. Come on, Carl. Supposed to be on top of it, man. Yeah, it's a forest dryad. A dryad is literally a creature type. So why did they have to go and make another creature type? Probably to fit within the rest of the theme of uh, Theros. Are there any other nymphs? There's a whole bunch of them, bud. Really? Oh, yeah. Huh. This is news to me. Going through the rest outside the top eight, there's Monarch Prowess deck in ninth, uh, a Jun Shadow deck in 16th, Gift Storm in 19th and 24th, a deck that I thought would be much, do much better than what it did, probably. But again, team events, so the rest of the decks probably weren't that great. Uh, yeah, that's that's the thing is like we we kind of talked about that last week at the end is just like yeah storm's probably good again but you know evidently you didn't really have a good weekend. Here we go. Here you go. So Caleb Durward went to the open and played and made day two. He's playing Jun Conscription with Storm Herald and Odrazi Conscription. I I need a list, please. It's thirty first place. Okay, good. Um, I had heard about this deck, but man, does this sound sweet! It looks cool. Uh, is it decent? Like, is it good? That's that's up for debate still. That's the entire combo. It's just like Storm Herald Eldrazi Conscription kill you. Yeah. But, like, that's not 20 damage. That's only 13. And you kill two permanents. Are, are we just trying to say that 13 is the new 20? Mm-hmm. I, 
Tarmogoyf can get to I, be like not... a 7, 8 or something in this deck, and then you just attach an Eldrazi conscription to it. And you, can attach, you can attach more than one. Oh, true. You can put like oh, two on your two on your three two and smash people, or like pick up three and put them on your merchant, or pick up three and put them on your season pyromancer, make them sacrifice six cards. And... Oh, it's creatures you control. I thought yeah, it had no, to go on, go on the storm anything. herald. Okay. Anything. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I, I definitely thought it could only go on storm herald. Nope. nope. He's not that. He's he's much more broken than that. Hmm. Uh, looking interesting. Looking through the sideboard, I like this uh, Magus of the Moon Blood Moon split. For sure, Magus is way easier to deal with, depending on the deck. Mm -hmm. Like against Amulet Titan, Magus is way better because they don't have like traditional creature removal. Yeah. Whereas they can still tutor up their Rex Age and blow up your Blood Moon. Mm -hmm. So I I I plus like. You have Traverse, so being able to Traverse her Magus is, like, non-trivial in this deck. Yeah. Especially when you have tribal enchantments you're trying to throw into your graveyard. Mm-hmm. Past that, I'm really not seeing anything overly exciting out of Modern. Um, we didn't see... There's not a single dredge list here. That's because mm -hmm. Aim of the Titan is much more prevalent in the open events at Star City. So, I would be surprised if I see Dredge anywhere in here. Uh, Dredge did win the modern PTQ in Brussels. So interesting. That's something to think about. Uh, Sodek was playing it. He showed up to play and sniped the PTQ to play the PT with Pioneer Dredge and didn't do as well in the in the in the PT as he did at the PTQ, but. Uh, was playing Magus of the Moon in his sideboard of Dredge. Hmm. So, I'll have to keep an eye out for that kind of tech. Maybe that'll help. Maybe that helps fix the deck a little bit more. Ready to move on to a lot of Pioneer. Just kind of blow through this real quick. So, a quick gather search reveals there are 17 nymphs. Yeah. There is a, there is a dryad nymph. So just to just to say that that's a creature type, I just wanted to go back on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so pioneer, um, how how well do you think uh, Demir Inverter is in this format? Uh, it's it's the best deck. If you're not prepared for it, it will beat you every time. So, um. Interesting play that I've seen it come up a couple different times in the mirror specifically. Um, I've seen people jam their inverter and then their opponent untaps and plays Jace and mills them to kill them. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's it seen like th this deck's absurd. I, I would be very surprised if, like, if people can't adapt to this and I don't really know, like, how are you supposed to adapt to this though? Graveyard hate doesn't work. You have and you like, pretty much have to play blue to beat this deck because you have to counter the cards. Because like Thoughtseize and Thought Erasure aren't really all that good against them because it's just like, alright, well you just you know are powering up my dig through time to be able to find both pieces of whatever combo I need. Exactly. Like And it's just like, well it has a 
it, it's kind of hard to get under it too because like they have so much removal and then post board they get to bring in like Kalidus and Legion's End and Pack Rat, you know, and Infernal Reckoning. Like they can get under you too if you try to go under them. Yep. Like let's also not forget the fact that it's a four mana six six. Even without the combo, this thing will kill you in three turns. <laughs> yeah, like, worst case scenario, <laughs> you fill up your yard and, like, have nothing else going on, and you're like, all right, kill you. Bash. Like, just beat you to death. Bash. Bash. Like, the spells I've cast this game are good enough for me to win this game. Yeah. It, it seems absurd. And I know it's something we talked about a little bit last week. It's just like, okay, well... How how do we actually attack this deck? And I, I don't know. Graveyard hate doesn't work very well. Uh, there's people online saying play Leyland of the Void. Leyland of the Void doesn't always work. <laughs> Leyland of the Void actually doesn't do anything. Like sometimes it can kill you. <laughs> it it actually makes their combo better. Well, it turns off their dig. They... It turns off dig, and that's like the big thing is that they can't dig through time unless they want to spend eight mana for dig through time, and that's where they're thinking is like oh. It turns off their counter spell and drown the lock and removal spell, and it turns off their dig through time. Like actually, it doesn't it, turn off drown the lock, people. Exactly, <laughs> it doesn't do anything for drown because it's not symmetrical. One, two. If you're just playing it to turn off dig through time, just play counter spells. Just counter the dig through time. It's fine. Yeah, I just the best way to beat this deck is to play it, and that's that's the scary part. It's like that's that's when you get into problems. Yep. So what gets banned? Inverter. Is it just straight up the combo enabler? Yeah, it's just it's Not just the, it's, I, it's the card that says here. This makes you let's make your job super duper easy for you. No, you need to make them if fast as Oracle plus Jace. That's like twenty turns from now. Yeah, for sure. Like, sure, you can get there, but mm, take out the, it's going to be a while. Take out the enabler. Inverter Truth needs to go. It's 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 a bulk mythic rare. Well, you say bulk, but it's currently but not. Now, before, you, could, you, could, you couldn't sell them for 50 cents before. No, not at all. And now it's... Jesus, like, twelve dollars. Yeah, I was gonna say ten to twelve dollars. Last last week I was talking about buying them for five. Yep. Now they're twelve. So for those of you who listened and actually bought them, you're welcome. Congrats. Please sell them now. Congrats. <laughs> sell, 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 sell. Yeah, I, I, I think next week we're gonna be talking about how this card got banned. Yep. Most likely. The the biggest thing I have about this about pioneer is they need to properly manage the the format they need to stay aggressive on it and say either all the splinter twin combos are legal or none of them are yeah i i legitimately think you need to either unban fellow dark guardian give me back the cat i i could i could see them i could see a world where unban fellow dark guardian unban field of the dead is fine because field won't be able to race these combo decks or they need to ban inverter and they need to ban walking ballista. Yeah. So here's, here's the fine line they get to walk is do we want pioneer to be, to have combo decks or do you not want pioneer to have combo decks? Because pioneer can have combo decks and still be like interactable with through creature removal and things like that. 
and like like the walking ballista heliod you can just if you have mm-hmm. a way to deal with the ballista the combo doesn't really do a whole lot uh play lane line of think to d oh there you go see we're innovating it's good for the mirror because it gives you white devotion to power up your healing it also keeps you from getting thought seized <laughs> Maybe maybe that's the next take is if inverter gets too good, you play white for leyline in your board. Maybe. Just just big brain them. Oh can't slaughter games me if I have protection from you. It's a cotley honor guard. <laughs> uh-huh. You can't do it. it. It turns off the ATVs. Oh. Oh, I'm like it, okay, they have a four mana six six? I mean, that's but fine. It, you can have the four mana 6-6. Six, six. I'm a creature deck. I have enough ways to probably deal with that. It's fine. It's the for sure. exile all cards from your library is the problem. <laughs> oh, the lack thereof. But, uh... Looking, like, Inverter needs to go. Thassa's probably next on the chopping block if Breach, if the Breach Storm deck gets too good. Yeah, because that's, that's how that deck is winning, too, right? Yeah. Which, the Breach deck is actually... It, you can actually interact with it. Like, Graveyard Hate works. Yeah, like, Creatures, actually, Creature, Leyline Creature the removal is good works. against them. Land Disruption works. Like, you can actually do stuff with against this deck. It doesn't kill you immediately, unless you just, like, have no interaction for two turns, and it just gets to go, yeah, you, Creature Dude into Breach, kill you. you. You beat them by, you know, interaction plus pressure. Yeah. This deck, you you have to have Counterspell on four. Like, you have to have it. Otherwise, Inverter gets to resolve, and then Thassa probably gets to resolve through, because they'll have enough time to build up their own Counterspells. <sighs> what else is in Pioneer yep. that's not... Mono Red and Fifth? Oh, boy. Yeah, we... I mean, it seems fine. Like, this is a low-to-the-ground version of Mono Red, and I, th- I think this is actually good. Like, I think Hazred's a hell of a card that people aren't playing enough of right now. If there's a, actually, like, an actual decent 1-mana, 2-mana, 3-mana try-to-kill-you style deck, this is probably as close as you're going to get. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it's more... kind of 1-mana, 2-mana, 3-mana, 4-mana. You have to hit 4 to actually, like somebody a lot of the times and sometimes that's just too late especially with inverter running around you need to be killing I, on three or or putting them in a point where they if they try to inverter on four you kill them next turn mm-hmm. i was told that there's a uh, pioneer win a box at the shop sometime in the next couple weeks um this is a deck i could probably throw together to play in that like i need rimrock knights and Mutavolts, and I think that's it. I can help you with the Ramrock Knights. I can't help with the Mutavolts. I know I owned a set at one point, but I think I sold them when I sold off a bunch of my modern stuff. Probably. Because I was picking stuff up for the Blue-Red Wizards deck, and they played Mutavolts. Mm-hmm. Hmm. What does Goblin Heel Cutter do? Heel Cutter? Oh, this is the dash they can't block this yeah. turn. Gotcha. It's just, it's just, gotcha, it's just gotcha. get in. Yeah, I, I might, I might look into picking stuff up for that. It seems cheap enough that what I don't own, I can pick up, and I don't really need Mutavolts. They probably help, but 
We're not playing Chain Willer or anything like that in there, right? Uh, so we don't no, have to we're worry playing about... Rabble Dead. Yeah, get him. Uh, get him, get him. Skipping another Inverter list to move to 7th place uh, is the Tron deck of the format in Simicramp. Uh, I'm assuming we're blue for Uro yep. and Girl Spiral. Yep. Literally it. Man, I'm good at this. Oh, and like counter spells on the sideboard. But. Yeah, we, we get Mystical Dispute, which is really good against the Inverter like, deck. Like, you have to play these cards. Yeah, for sure. Thought Not Seer is actually a card I haven't seen played in these lists, and that seems really powerful, too, against the combo decks. Yep. Um, we also have Standard Staple Wolf Willow Haven here. Woo! Um, th this card's really powerful. In all actuality, it's it's ramped is kind of hard to interact with. Yeah. Like, how many people are actually dealing with your lands in this format? Almost none, because a lot of it doesn't really matter anymore. And it gets around damping sphere, so like if they're trying to sphere you to turn off your castle cam breaks, you're just like, all right, well that doesn't do anything. Yeah. Uh, um, past that, really, really nothing overly impressive in this list hopefully this deck keeps making my emeralds go up too yeah so this is the deck that make emeralds go up the salt tide deck just like a one-off it's like eh. but that 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 ramp deck is what make what's making emeralds so expensive right now uh we have do you want to talk about scissors because i don't think scissors is very good man i think scissors is scissors and that's about all we need to say about scissors like it it either does this thing or you tear it apart and there's basically no in between yeah it's like you either draw all all your artifacts plus your insole artifacts to actually win or you draw like all your all your equipments and or nothing. you draw a ghost fire blade and ginger brute and your deck doesn't look good yeah <laughs> So. Um, it it's it. I've seen a lot of people playing it, and I've tried to play it, and I do not think it's good. Yeah. Um. I, um. I do want to touch moving right along? Huh? I said moving right along. Where are we going? I want to touch on Caleb Scher's Lotus Breach deck because he swapped from what we were talking about last week to the build I'm not as fond of with the Lotus Fields and. Vizier of Tumbling Sands. Interesting. Uh, I like these Seder um, Wayfinders, though. I like this a lot. I was going to say, I think, I think between Arboreal Grazer, Seder Wayfinder, and Sylvan Scrying, we have plenty of ways to find Lotus Field. These Faya Bushes can go. I'm not a fan of that at all. Oh, for sure. Like, get these Blink of, the, Blink of an Eyes out of the board, too. That card's unplayable. Yeah. Like, like... Faye is there to get your extra copy of Underworld Breach, and I don't think that's needed. No. Um, I guess you can, like, get a copy of Lost Legacy and take your opponent's stuff if you're playing against combo, but I, I don't think you need it here, man. I would much I rather... Just, I like Looking at this, it's like, I'd much rather just play the Brawl version. Yeah. For sure. Because your deck revolves around making sure you have a Lotus Field. So you're having to play six cards to try and make sure you find Lotus Field. And it's just, it's not worth it, in my opinion. I'd much rather play, like, an extra dig through time and, mm -hmm. like, actual, like, spells that find me spells. Um, notably, there's no Chronic Flooding in this 
list. And no chronic flooding. Like, we're not playing any ops either, which is just, like, cheap cantrips that fill up the yard. Um, um, granted, I, I, I do like having a green splat. Like, this is just the blue-green version, and we're just splashing red for Underworld Breach. I like mm-hmm. I like blue red splashing prevail like splashing prevail kind of store like in, in modern so it's just like maybe that's where he came oh, from. Oh, gotcha. Okay, that's okay. That I'm like might, might have been where he came from. Veil of Summer's banned. Yeah. <laughs> that card is also a stain. Let's not ever have to talk about but it again. That's what the modern storm decks are doing. Yeah. Is they were they dipped into green to do that kind of stuff, and the Lotus versions from that are played in modern play green prevail so that's might be where he's like all of his practice came from is well the blue green version splashing red for like pass and flames is fine why not just do the same thing here play blue green splash for underworld breach i'm, I'm just not a fan yeah for sure underworld breach is a powerful enough card by itself that like it being your only enabler seems fine uh, i would much rather just play like Brawl and Electromancer and get to do all my stuff. I like these. I like poor. Like I like this deck a lot. I just I don't like the Lotus Field builds at all. Yep. I I think the the Brawl version is really good, and past that I don't really think we need the the Lotus Fields. Tony man, I think you need to put this deck together. Yeah, I probably should work on it. I have most of the land base for it. I have almost all the blue-red stuff. Minus the uh, Spire Bluffs. Oh, I don't have mine anymore. I think I have one. I need to find Baral's. Um, uh, I used to own those, too. Well, yeah, you used to own Storms. <laughs> yeah. Um, you want to talk about the PTs? Yeah, these PTs aren't going to be very long, either. <laughs> Yeah, I we're we're basically just gonna touch on on top eights, and there's a lot of inverter here. So, um, the big thing I want to touch on, um, what do you think of like? Oh, there's a couple things I want to touch on. The first one here is, what do you think of uh, Joel Larson's Soul Tide Delirium deck? Is this like, is this gonna be a format staple moving forward, or is this just like? A one and done. This is probably someone who had a lot of practice with their deck, had a lot of, and had, and it just happened to line up right against Demir Inverter, because outside of like that, I don't see this deck beating Demir in general. <laughs> I believe uh, Reed Duke was streaming this deck yesterday, um, and I got to I I got to catch a little bit of it, and it seemed. Fine. It seems like a deck that Reed would really enjoy playing because it's a mid-range deck. It's, but it's Blue Jund. Basically, it's what, yeah. It's what it looks like to me. It just looks like Blue Jund. Yeah, you, your your blue cards here are really good between Jace and Euro and that Counterspells. Like, that's good enough. Mm-hmm. Your blue-green splashing for Euro. <laughs> and when, when you're getting to spill up your... Uh, your blue, uh, your green black. I'm sorry, your green black splashing for Euro, and getting to play stuff like Grizzly Salvage, and like these cheap cards like Thoughtseize, Fatal Push, Abrupt Decay to fill up your yard, just means that like you're gonna end games with your six six fairly quickly. Yep. Uh, you also get to play Jace's Friend Prodigy, which gives you extra like copies of Grizzly Salvage, extra copies of Fatal Push, extra copies of Abrupt Decay. So that's really really good. 
And, like, you have last hope to say, okay, well, which threat do I need right now? Because we're filling up our yard already. It's just like, all right, well, I have enough mana plus delirium to cast Emrakul. Let's do that. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh, I need more cards in my yard. Let's buy back a Seder Wayfinder. Or and like, let's buy back Jace or buy back Ishkana or buy back this Childish Tracker. You know, like, we can pick up a removal spell with Murderous Rider. Like, or, you know, we can just end the game with Nissa. This is who shakes the world is really powerful in this format too. Yep. It's just not as busted as Inverter. <laughs> oh, for I sure. I feel like sure. if Inverter goes away, Saltite Delirium gets to stay and probably make a footprint. But I think it's just like this one-off. I just everything lined up right. I agree. And Demir Inverter is still better. It's still the better deck. It's just sometimes variants beat to you, and that's kind of probably what happened. I didn't get to watch it, but that's honestly probably what happened. Uh, looking through the rest... What um, do you think... What do you think of these Bant Spirits decks? Um, we have we have two copies here in the top eight in the hands of Mattia Rizzi and Valerio Luminati um, over in Brussels. And, I mean, granted... Nagoya is just... It, it ended up winning Nagoya yeah. in the hands of Kenta uh, Harang. So, is this deck good? Uh, again, this, or, is, this is probably more of a symptom of Inverter's really good, so Spellqueller's really good. Between Spellqueller and, like, Mausoleum Wanderer's okay against them. Like, I mean, you, you, you get to leave up interaction on their turn and if they don't go for anything you get to apply pressure yeah this does this, i think that's why this deck is good this does the pseudo one mana two mana three mana thing that we were talking about where you this is what you need to do to beat inverter you just need to keep pressure on them and, mm-hmm. and just like have the interaction on for when you need it and this does a really good job of it because you just get to go mausoleum wander into supreme phantom hold up spell queller on three for their turn four or if they're only going, to, if it's only going to, if you're, if you got to go first, then you can play like Neville Gast Herald on three, and then hold up Spellcaller on four, and just watch and wait. And like eventually, you just get to be like, all right, here's an eagle, here's a Supreme Phantom, beat you for six or whatever. Exactly. And that that just seems fine, or just like, all right, well, you know, you didn't do anything. Here's my company, and you know, hit double lord or whatever so, it here's my company seems really powerful here's my company with noble gas herald tap your guys smash you for seven <laughs> mm-hmm. so it's like it again if demir inverter goes away this deck is probably really really good because maybe i should pick stuff up for this deck i have I like, most of the stuff i have i have companies i have quellers so it's just like supreme phantoms are i, I have I have the mana base, so like it really wouldn't cost me that much to pick stuff up. I need Jesus, Brazen Powers are still thirty dollars. Yeah, cards expensive. I'm gonna steal Quentin's. Okay. <laughs> love, love. There's no argument. Just say yeah or whatever. Whatever. He's been trying to get rid of him for weeks now. Oh, okay. Well, convenient. Uh. Yeah, I, I think this is a deck that actually has staying power in the format. Yeah. Um, if 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 and when Demir Inverter gets dealt with, 
Like, I think the format is going to shift back to where, like, blue-white may become popular again. I know a lot of people have been playing it online, and I don't think the blue-white decks in these formats are particularly good. Um, I think they kind of have the same problem that they have in Modern, where they're slow and dirtily and don't really do anything and get ran over by mono black, mono red. Yeah, pictures. they have to spread themselves too thin to try and beat the combo decks so they don't beat the aggro decks anymore like they're supposed to be. But like then if you're beating the aggro decks, you lose to the combo decks. Exactly. And it's, 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 it's never going to be good for you if you try to play control deck right now. And then here comes Ramp and cast an un- uncounterable 13-13 at you, and you're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it, it. please don't play Blue-White. I know I've preached about playing Approach, and I, I think it's time to, to move off of Approach. I think we're going to start casting Collecting Companies. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of Ken Yuki Hero's Sram Aura's deck? I actually haven't looked at this. I know you've talked about it a couple different times before we started recording. Uh, so we have 20 lands for all side of Life's Bounty. This is a enchantment creature out of uh, Theros. We have three Afima the Cacophony. Cacophony. The, the yeah, word sure. is Cacophony. <laughs> Cacophony. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is the enchantment harpy that likes enchantments in the yard. Uh, two favorite hoplite, four hateful eidolon. What are these cards? When an enchanted creature dies, draw a card for each aura control that... Okay. Four SRAM. I know that card. Four Karametra's blessing. What is this card? Target creature gets plus two plus two until end of turn. If it's an enchanted creature or an enchantment creature, it also gains hexproof and indestructible. All the glitters, katouche, ethereal armor. Yeah, okay, this is just like enchantments that do things, and then like we're gonna draw a billion cards between Hateful Eidolon and SRAM off of them. Yep. I don't like it. I love it. <laughs> I, I, I think I this think... is really, really good, actually. I think Ken Yuka Hero is a very good deck builder, and this is one that I cannot get behind. I I would love, love to be proven wrong, but I don't think this deck is good. I do. I, I would love to be wrong. This, this is the type of deck, deck that deck I enjoy that, playing. Well, like, it also does the same thing we were talking about against Demir Inverter, where we go one mana, two mana, three mana, kill you. But our three mana is all the glitters ethereal armor. Yeah. <laughs> Our three mana is here's uh plus here's like twelve power. Here's twelve power on turn three smash. It's like hateful eidolon into SRAM into all the glitters draw a card, ethereal armor draw a card, kill this thing, I'll draw two cards. Just it, this seems cool. It seems really cool on paper. I don't know if it's good. Like, this, this is the first time we've seen anything like this, so... I like it. it t- time will tell, I guess? Yep, we'll see what happens. I like it a lot. I think it's actually really good. The sideboard's a little bit iffy, but I think it's the rest of it's really good. Their, their choice um, of graveyard hate is kind of bad. Oh, we have Cage, and that's it? Apostle of Purifying Light. Oh, what is this thing? So a court, it's an M twenty twenty thing. 
Oh, so it's not rest in peace. Gotcha. It's not rest in peace. Yeah, exactly. So we're cutting this cage and these three apostles and playing for... Oh, no, 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 no. We don't want to do that. No, we don't want to... We don't want to play... We don't want to play rest in peace because it shuts off our hateful idol on. Also turns off Femia. <laughs> yeah, I I legitimately think we just want to max out on, like, Leyline of the Void. And say Leyline of the Void or... Uh... If you if you really want to be a creature, uh, what's the bishop? What? Uh, I was gonna say bygone bishop, and I know that's not right. Spirit spirits playing him. Uh, bygone bishop? I don't think so. That card's not no, good. No, the, the... <laughs> <laughs> um, is the two mana dude sack it exile their graveyard? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I I know the card. I don't know its name, and no, they're not playing it. Damn. Uh, of course they're not playing it, so I know what I'm talking about here, and instead I'm just rambling like I'm an idiot. Whatever. <laughs> oh well. Anyway, if you wanted to play a, a play a creature one, I would play that, especially since it's like if you buff it up and then it kill, if you need to sack it, hate Eilon gets to draw cards. Mm-hmm. Most like it flies. So. Yeah. It's a flying. It's a flying dude over protection from black. Uh, Plus, like, it's not a mana sink. Whereas, like, Apostle is going to require a lot of mana to be able to do its thing. Also, the cute thing is, you can kill people with Inverter. If you're trying to Inverter, you can just sack it in response to ETB. Then they don't have a graveyard to shuffle put on top of the library. Just be like, alright, you have to kill me exactly this turn. It's it's kind of like oh, a Jason. You thing, can't? Where it's like they yeah. play their, they resolve their Jason, mill them out, and kill them. It does the same thing where it's just like, oh, well, now you don't have a library. You're going to die on your next draw step. So this, this um, deck has a lot of potential. What do you think of the, what do you think about the mono black decks? Are we talking the mono black vampire deck, or are we talking about? There's also a mono black aggro deck over in Brussels too. I like mono black aggro. I'm not a fan of this black vampire thing. I have not actually looked at this vampire. Deck, the vampire one is like Soren plus a bunch of vampires. Oh, like. We're going big because we have Soren and we get to cheat on mana. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't like it either. Mono black is mono black. Um, like it's it's always gonna yeah, be mono like, black. But Carl, Vanning Smuggler's Copter will kill that deck. No. What do you mean it's still playable? Any aggro deck is still playable. It's just Smuggler's yeah. Copter just made it to where it's the best thing to be doing. Yeah, for sure. And I mean we, we talked about this a little bit last week with like drag from the under uh, drag to the underworld being like okay in this deck. Um it, this list has exactly one copy in it and that I think I think I want two. I I think that's where I settled on. If I'm playing this deck, I think I want two drag to the underworld. Yeah. Like grasp is fine. But like what what is grasp killing that dragged isn't and like the only thing that really pops into my mind is like exactly Hazaret. Does it kill Hazaret? Grasp does, yeah. yeah. I was about to say. Uh a Danto Vanguard. I don't know. You got me, man. If 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 people are registering the card of Danto Vanguard, you got me. I mean, they could in the in the White Devotion deck. They got enough life for it. That's True. actually like not a bad idea. 
I I have definitely done that in the board. Um. Anyway, that does it pretty much for all these lists. Yeah, I got really a whole lot of nothing else to talk about. Um, We've we got another team open this weekend. Really? Yeah. We have another team open over in Philly. I'm assuming it's same. The standard. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's, the, that's their team opens moving forward. There's no changes. That's what it's going to be every time. We also have an I, uh, locally, we have an IQ in Columbia on Saturday. It's modern. Mm, it's modern. To, oh, okay, never mind. It's modern. No, it's modern. You're fine. <laughs> I'm like, man, I kind of wanted to go play Magic, but I had to work. And then he told me it's modern. I'm like, all right, never mind. I don't care anymore. Exactly, yeah. I was like, I was hoping it was Pioneer. I was like, if it's Pioneer, that's going to be good. And then it's not Pioneer. It's modern. So I'm just like, eh. I could go play Dredge and probably get people, but eh. Do I want to drive that far? Not really. Do I want to spend... Let alone, like, by yourself and, yeah. Do I want to spend $35? No. No. I'd much rather save it. Yeah, I'm... I'm good. I'll save my money this week. I was going to say, if we save our money this week, we got more money to spend in St. Louis at the end of the month. Dude, I'm so excited. Me too. Now that I actually kind of have, like, a team settled on, I'm actually, like, super, super excited now. (laughs) See, you finally have settled into one, and now I'm just like... Man, I need to know what these last two flex spots are going to be on mine, and I have tried so much and just keep getting dumpstered. I'm like, womp, womp. so probably what's going to happen is I'm going to just, like, panic for the next, like, week trying to figure out what to do and then just go back to what I've been doing that's been working. So, exactly. <laughs> right? That's exactly how that works. So, I know, I know I'm going to be, like, Doing my thing of, like, just bouncing ideas off of you, trying to tell... Basically, I need you to tell me to suck it up and play what I know is good. (laughs) (laughs) Every time I just come to you and just, like, what's going on? I don't know how to do this. I just need you to look at me and be like, bruh. Bruh. Stop it. Is that going to do it for the week? I think so, man. I got a whole lot of nothing else going on. Get us out of here, then. All right, man. Uh, thank you all as always for sticking through us, uh, sticking through this, and hanging out with us as always. Um, we will be back next week talking about some um, some more Pioneer because we have the PT down in Phoenix. We have another team open that we talked about, so um, we're going to be back talking about more Pioneer, Standard, Modern, you know, the usual. Uh, hopefully, a bandless update on Monday. I wouldn't be too upset about that. Um, past that, you can always find us on Twitter, uh, at Attack for Zero, myself at Carter Noble25, Carl is at musical underscore thirty-three. Um, you can also find us on Twitch. I stream basically I, I I've gotten to a schedule of Monday Monday through Friday it's starting about eight thirty. Um Carl, when are you gonna start streaming again? Uh working on the team right now. Hopefully we'll have be able to stream starting. Okay, Friday. man. I'm holding you to it. We're starting again, so. Um, best that, we also have a Discord server. Uh, the link to get added to that is down in the show notes. Please feel free to join it. We talk about anything from Magic and Pokemon to football and everything in between. So, um, we also have an email. If you have basically no other way of reaching out to us, we have an email. Questions, comments, concerns can always be sent that way to us, too, so. Thank you all, as always. We'll be back next week to talk more magic. Till then, have a good one. Peace.